and welcome to episode 10 of the Come Play podcast. This week, we are at without Brendy, but we still got Bobby and Zach here. So, say so what's up, guys. What's up, guys? Yo. Right, just taking Brendy's role this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, this week, uh, yeah, we have... Without Brendy, having, having him to say something snarky off the, <laughs> right off the rip. Go fuck yourself. Uh, uh this week on the podcast we got a lot of uh topics this week that are definitely thought-provoking uh we're going to talk about the uh most importantly this week the big news that came out of the nba uh about the g league and college players uh we have a little bit of a world series preview and we're going to talk about uh the nhl substance abuse policy now uh, with canada legalizing weed but First, as always, we start off with Zach. Zach's thought of the week, so I'll hand it over to you, Zach. Uh, welcome to my thought of the week. As uh, clever and vulgar as it always will be, <laughs> you can fuck anyone in the world. Oh, God. <laughs> but as soon as you put your dick in, it turns <laughs> invisible. <laughs> what? <laughs> it turns invisible? Yeah, you can't, like, it just turns invisible. You can't so, see Jesus. it. Like, you can still control it and do what you need to do, but you can't oh, okay. see it. So, like, like you're, what you're saying is, like, it's after this happens, like, you can still fuck. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, okay, so it's, like, something where, like, it can, it can still be hit, but it's just invisible, like, you can't see it. Yeah, I mean, it's still... Okay, it's still functional, okay. Yes, it's still okay. fully functional, you just can't see it. What, I mean, what are the what are the downsides to this? Yeah, I, I don't see the <laughs> downside here. Like, well, we gotta say, who's who's the person we're going after? I think that'll... I mean, they, he said whoever you want. Yeah, whoever you want, so, but invisible. Who's there for you? It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, well, somebody... I mean, well, like, okay, so you ever... Okay, so, I mean, I'm... You know, I'm 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 relationship and uh, you know it's it's always been talked about like celebrity passes, right? Yeah, all passes for sure. Yeah, so like what uh, like what's like what would what would be yours? I guess it, it, you know Kate or what? Well, uh, okay, but like so, okay, so now imagine it's her, right? So then is that is that is there a downside to that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the problem. I, Zach, do you, do you have? Did you have one? Like, is there a downside? A downside to it? I mean, yeah. just I mean, it would just be weird. It's not. It would be weird. I mean, I guess it would be like if you're trying to take a piss, you might be like pissing all over the seat because you can't really see. <laughs> like, you know, you might have to sit down. And piss. Yeah, when you like no, take I, a piss. Our podcast always comes back to piss and shit. <laughs> it's only when you're fucking. It's no other time that it becomes invisible. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Way off now. It might be a little awkward at times during that whole thing. It's her, like she can't see it either. <laughs> That's fine. She don't need to see it. <laughs> like... Jesus. Okay. I. <laughs> uh, I mean, I. And this I mean, is like some perfect it. world where it's like consensual and everything. There's nothing like. Like if you're telling me weird that going on. To fuck Kate Upton. <laughs> And then my dick's invisible. Yeah, I'm taking it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but oh, no, no one can see it. She can't see it. You can't see it. But it's there. That's fine. That's yeah. a little bit of extra spice in the bedroom, my man. It's like you're blindfolded twenty four seven. Oh my god. 
All right, hold on. I got I'll a quick question to go off this. Who's your celebrity? Like, who's the who's oh. celebrity crush? Um, Jesus. Um, celebrity crush. Like, who's, yeah, like who's who's like top uh, tier? Yeah. Like, who's the person like you're going after in this situation? Like, celebrity wise. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. That is. Ah, oh, yes, that's a that's solid a, pick. That's a solid answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. She is so fine, bro. And she's like, she's still doing it now at her age. She's still now. fine now. Like, I'm yeah. I'm talking about Jennifer Aniston now. Yeah, I know. She's 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 one of those celebrities who just straight up does not age like at all. Like she is still just as gorgeous as she was during Friends. I mean, yeah, like it's ridiculous. Um, no, nah, definitely Margaret Robbie for me. Oh my, <laughs> another solid. Dude, I mean, I don't know how. You, I feel like people are like either yes or no about Kate Upton, but solid answers all around. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there were like when Kate Upton was first like I guess like on the scene like when she did her first like swimsuit issue for Sports Illustrated or whatever like everybody was like all about her. Yeah, like yeah. she like I remember just how like everyone loved her, and then for some reason I don't even remember why, like she just like people kind of forgot that she still. I feel you like know, she a like very a gorgeous of, model. Like, I, I, there's obviously people still out there who still, like, love her, I guess, in terms of that. But, like, I think mm. she gets a lot of hate. I don't know why. I don't know uh, why either. I don't know if there's something that happened that I'm just not remembering or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's married to Justin Verlander. Yeah. Uh, who is making those, those, I can't even imagine their net worth together. Oh, I know. I know. I, I mean, he's, you know, he's this total ace. And he and you know she's she's a you know one of the top models in the United States. So like I don't know, um, but no, I think Kate Upton is a solid pick too. Interesting start to our sports and video games <laughs> podcast this week. Uh, <laughs> but as always, Zach thought of the week, and now we move on. Mm. To this is what our... Zach ponders and meditates about in his room. <laughs> I swear, uh, I swear, you just sit in the corner and you just think about these things. By the way, if we sound off today, it is early in the morning. I mean, it's ten o'clock, which is not early to some people, but you know we're. It's on, you know what? It's on a Sunday, so it's a little early. It's a and it's also like we were, you know, we were just dealing with some last minute production things, where so we're just kind of we're a little out of it today. Um, but we're still going to give you a show. Show must go on. It doesn't <laughs> uh, stop. The train doesn't stop. And we start off our show with some video game news. It's this is honestly like. Uh, to me, it's almost unbelievable because I can't believe it happened. But um, a player by the name of, and I forget his name already. Good start to the show. Uh, Forsaken. Forsaken, Jesus, uh, from Optic. His name is not Forsaken Jesus. His name is Forsaken. Forsaken Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Forsaken, Optic Forsaken Jesus. What a goddamn name. Uh, but, so he, <clears throat> excuse me, so he was at a, a tournament against, uh, I don't know, it, I, I, uh, some I, other, guess, I think it's like a Chinese team. Yeah, so I think what I was reading up on it, it was a uh, like a qualifier or something in the. I'm like, sorry, Asian... I shouldn't say Chinese. It's it's I, I I'm assuming uh, it's some Asian team. I should say I apologize. India. Okay. Yeah, I know. No, well, so that's it's Optics India team, but the tournament was uh, an Asian event. Like it was the oh, 2018 okay. Asia Finals. So yeah, all yeah. of that includes like I'm, I'm assuming like Japan. All right. Um, gotcha, gotcha. China, uh, Korea, stuff like that. 
I think. So they were playing a team uh, by the name of Revolution in a Group C elimination match, um, and it was a 100K tournament. So obviously this is a big deal. Uh, and during the event, the play uh, was stopped uh, for what they called a serious event. Um, and uh, upon everything happening, and uh, like there's videos out about it now, uh, but apparently he was uh, caught uh, for cheating, uh, for using uh, what looked to be an aimbot um, with the... Uh, I guess the admin, like, literally right there, like, just, uh, he's trying to hide his screen and stuff like that. Uh, Zach, I'm going to turn to you right off the bat, because I know you were the first person to talk about this when we brought up the story, and I feel like you have some strong opinions on this. Yeah, I mean, this is just pretty ridiculous in general. I mean, why would you cheat in an esports tournament? It's going to be, you're going to get caught pretty easily, like, using an A-bot. It's pretty obvious to tell when someone is using something like that. I just don't know why you would even even try I mean, to cheat. To be fair, like I'll, you're watching this video, and like I feel like like there's gameplay of him using it, and I'm like, how does this even go on for this long? Like I feel like if somebody's there watching you play, like that's what I'm saying. I mean, like I, I don't know. They're well, they're obviously not checking as well as they should be. So all right, I I might have an answer for this. So first of all, I just want to point out, Optic was already getting slaughtered. Like uh, in the tournament, like they finished zero two, they lost sixteen to six in the other uh, another game. Mm. Um, so uh, th- th- it doesn't get interesting. So the admins don't typically, as far as I know, check uh, computers bef- like beforehand. Like they'll, they'll like they'll set them up, but then at that point. That's it, and they'll help people sign to their accounts and stuff like that when they need to. Whenever the the teams switch, um, but there has there there's been multiple instances of this where um, people have like been able to put software in like the mice and the keyboards because you know every player brings their own mouse and keyboard. It's just kind of standard, um, and they've been able to install programs this way. I don't know how he did it specifically. Um, I, what I want to know is is like that had to be some you know sweat and bullets, risky business installing that software. On that computer because the video guys always have your screen on so if they were paying attention they would have seen him installing the software and i don't you know i don't know if he was trying to hide it in the corner or something or whatever the hell happened um but at some point you're gonna get caught for it either it, it's funny because counter strike go also has the uh the vac band software built into it so it, it's supposed to detect these things and it happens on land too like which, it's just, uh, which, which has happened uh, before well, it's also this uh, this player has actually been banned previously uh, because of the the VAC uh, built in. Um, he apparently had a banned account. Uh, he had a banned account previously, um, so this is not his <laughs> not his first rodeo. Um, right. But like, I just, it's so weird to me. Like if. These like so-called referees are standing there, like, because you're watching a clip. It looks like they're just kind of standing behind the players. It's happening. Like, I, Dude, I don't why, know. I just don't understand, like, why he thinks that it's going to be okay, or like, no one's going to find out, especially yeah, if after he already cheated once. Well, I, I wonder if it ha- if it, if it happens more often than we think, and maybe people are getting away with it. It's kind of like drugs and 
uh, sports, right? Like, you never know really who it is until they get well, caught. No, I mean, like, look, the NFL, like, isn't it once a year and it's scheduled? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, like, at least for, um, yeah, is that right? I, I, that might, I think that's right. That it, it scheduled. Yeah. Let me look uh, it up. But I, I, I think like, well, they do like, re- like they can do random drug tests. Like, well, there's actually, there's actually save this topic for the NHL. But let me, yeah. but let me guess though, they do the random checks on the problematic players. Right. Um, so, well, it's actually funny because there's, I don't know if. Uh, you you remember him, but Pat McAfee was a punter for the Colts. Yeah. Oh, I remember. And he's with Barstool now. Yep. He's <laughs> the funniest dude on this fucking planet. I swear to God. Yeah, but, he's hilarious. But um, he was saying that I I forget how the story went exactly, but he had like a monster punt, like a monster punt, like I maybe one of his high, like his his best punt ever. And then the next day. He, he got a letter from the NFL saying that he was due for a drug test. Wow. <laughs> so I think they do, quote unquote, random drug tests throughout the year. But yes, they do. Like, I know they do drug trust, drug tests. Uh, in the, before Dude, imagine the- if he like failed for weed or something like that. Weed's making to punt that ball further. Well, yeah. this is what we'll get into in a bit with our other topic. Right. But um. Yeah, in terms of that, I think they could happen uh, like at the beginning of the year and then randomly throughout the year. But, um, but uh, wait. so yeah, the the optic throws so couple. So, Forsaken uh, was released from optic, and optic was disqualified in the event for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, deservedly so. I mean, the players probably were not. Uh, were not uh, the players were, the players in the organization were told that they or, or were. I can't talk. The players in the organization have both said that they were unaware that he was doing this. Um, and I'm not surprised by that. And it does kind of suck for them because I'm sure they, they worked their asses off to get there and just to cheat. So I got to think, and the other thing I was going to say to Tyler's point before we started talking about the drug testing was that, um, you know, how you referee and you stand behind and you don't see it. Because I wonder if it wasn't a, like, unless it's like wall hacks or anything where like, you know, you can see through walls and stuff like that because that would be picked up right away. What I what it might have been is something along the lines of aimbot, uh, which doesn't have to be uh, visually cued, like just kind of sits in the background and you can you know just shoot and all of a sudden it's a headshot. I I I, I can't find anything that says exactly what the software was, but it was an illegal piece of software, whatever it was. So um, you know that's why I think it wasn't seen, but that's just me. Right. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I mean. I think just. I just don't know how much sense it makes for this guy. Like. <laughs> I don't know, I, man. I don't like know. you're already in the. You're already on the team. You've obviously gotten there by just your skill, mostly. Yeah. And it's like I don't well, you I, think I, at least. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like I, I get it. It's a high-profile game and everything like that. But you know, I. I don't know. I don't know. It. It. it never makes sense to me for stuff like this. Like you're gonna get caught, especially in esports. Like it's not. You're not slick. You, you keep trying to be, but you're not. Yeah, that's, that, that's my thing about it. Like, you, I, you're gonna get caught. So why? This yeah. guy like should never be allowed back. And like, yeah. Well, the fact that it's the second time too. Like, yeah. Or the second time he's got. I mean, he probably happened more, but the second time he's got caught like cheating yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. Like I, I don't think there's any unions yet. I mean, that's something that esports has yet to really kind of do is have like players' unions and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, I so I don't know like what the rules are in terms of suspensions for things like this. Um, but whatever it is, probably should be throwing the book at them, or at least yeah. investigate what it was. What was the software? If it was an aimbot, then you know, give them a year, like or something at the least. But here's the thing: like, even if they don't like ban him, like at, from the league, um, teams are not gonna want to grab him. I mean, he's obviously right. a problematic player. I mean, he's, yeah. he's already he's already had a VAC banned account, which I mean, that could mean anything. That that could be him. He bought CS:GO a while ago. And he was messing around on it on, an, on like an alternate account or something. Like it could really be anything, um, you know. But this, yeah, this is this is you know not really a good look for him. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, teams would probably be very hesitant to pick him up. I'll say that though. But there was a team that uh, there were there were suspensions for match uh, match fixing, and they were uh, relieved of their suspensions. I don't know where they went afterwards, but um, you know, so maybe maybe there's some hope there. But uh, you know, as as a team owner, I'd be very hesitant. Uh, someone like him back up yeah uh, i agree um now we move on to some sports news uh kind of just an acknowledgement here uh just because we don't want to get too into it we'll probably talk about this more once the series is actually over but the world series is set uh the los angeles dodgers come out of the national league facing the boston red sox um after uh the dodgers won game seven uh last night as we're recording um, the first game uh, of the series is scheduled for Tuesday, October twenty third. Um, it's an eight o'clock game. They're all eight o'clock games uh, throughout the series. Uh, interesting um, for people who are into betting. Uh, Boston uh, is currently minus one thirty, which basically means you have to bet one hundred and thirty to win one hundred dollars. Uh, so they are the favorite um, right now. Um, which is not surprising. They had a incredible uh, regular season and have kind of uh, blown by in the playoffs. So, yeah, kind of just an acknowledgement, uh, just a little, uh, I guess I could kind of give my opinion on how I think this is going. Um, a lot of, I, I see a lot of people right now are like, fucking like having the Red Sox sweep the Dodgers. I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, Boston's got an has got a sick uh, lineup. Obviously, the the players that have that that outfield of uh, Mookie Betts, Bradley, and Benintendi is a young outfield with a lot of uh, just it's an incredible outfield and young at the same time. Uh, one thing that is interesting is their ace Chris Sale has had like a stomach infection or some shit. Like I, I'm not really sure what it is. He was um, who was it again? Chris Sale. Uh no, you know, uh there was something funny that he said about it. Hold on, keep talking, but let me find out. There was something funny I I read about him yesterday about that. See, I, I wasn't sure what it was. I know he was out for an illness. Oh um, yeah, no, you know what it was? I found it. It was uh he <laughs> uh I can't find the clip. Um, but apparently in the locker room he told reporters that he said he was hospitalized due to an irritation from a belly button ring. Oh. And that's the story he's going with. <laughs> okay. Like so, like so that that's the story. But I don't know how true it is. Yeah. Uh, but he said this come from Bleacher Report. Uh, quote: I had irritation from a belly button ring. Uh, constantly taking it in and out caused irritation. Doctors and nurses at MGH were awesome. Things happen. You handle it. Keep <laughs> moving forward. And so somebody, I I forget who tweeted it. So I'm sorry if I, for for not remembering. But someone tweeted it, and he's like, he said this with a straight face, by the way, like. <laughs> So there you go, Chris Sale, everybody. 
Uh, he's expected to start game one uh, with uh, David Price uh, expecting to start game two. And then for the Dodgers, we're, it's interesting because they had Kershaw come in uh, to close out the game, uh, the game seven. So, I mean, he only threw a handful of pitches, so maybe he starts game one. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really uh, I'm not really sure uh, where they're going there. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, a lot of people are having the the uh, Red Sox win this easy. I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think the, the talent that the Dodgers have, you know, what they got, uh, the depth they have is really their big thing. You know, their infield depth, like, is insane. So they got Turner, Machado, and uh, like is basically a definite um, with sec- uh, third third base and short stuff. But then they got Kike Hernandez, uh, Brian Dozier, like Chase Utley, who is uh, is close to me and Bobby's heart because he's a longtime Philly. Like he's not even mm-hmm. sniffed the field because of the infield depth they have. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I. Th- Honestly, like if I'm making predictions, God, it's so hard to go against Boston. But I don't know. I just I have a feeling this series is going to be closer than people are saying it is. Um, it's, it, it's going to be very back and forth. It, I, I don't know if I if I'm comfortable saying it'll go to Game Seven quite yet. But it, yeah. it, this this is a series that is very quite possible. Um, I don't know. Um, if I had a prediction, I'd probably say like Sox and six. They're a little more stable. I don't know. Something about the Red Sox is a little more stable. Like the yeah. Dodgers are very, you know, up and coming now for from guys like Machado. I I believe that the Red Sox are twelve and two this in the World Series in oh four, I think. Uh the last I'm trying to think the last World Series they won was in oh No, they, they won in the tens, didn't they? No. They made they it to the World Series, but they didn't win it. Or I'm... Yeah, this shows how much I know about fucking baseball. No, they won, they won the World Series in 2013. Oh, yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm yeah. blanking because I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because that's right. They, play the they, won, they won 04, 07, and 13. Right. Okay. I, I apologize. And yeah, they were they're... 12 and 2 like between all three of those series, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. I, I mean, so. dear God. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Is that really what that is? Oh my lord. Um wow. I mean they right now they're seven and two over their uh two first two series first oh. two series against the Yankees and the Astros, which like you know, they were probably supposed to win both of those series. Not supposed to win both of those series, but they're the favorite and uh they kinda won it handily, so um yeah, I mean, I I think uh, like I agree with them being the clear favorite, but uh, yeah, I think we'll talk about this more when the series is probably over. Honestly, just because well, Brendy is our, also our baseball expert, and he's not here with us today, obviously. So we'll kind of get more insight on him. The uh, CPN baseball analyst. <laughs> but we'll Brandon wrap Johnson. we'll uh, wrap up the uh, you know the World Series when it's over and kind of give our takes on uh, everything that happened. Uh, should be a good one. Uh, a lot of teams with a lot of talent. It's, you know, <laughs> kind of going on the point I said before about baseball with no salary cap. These are two of the teams with the highest payroll in the league. No surprise that they are where they are. Um, and, 
By the way, I just want to kind of give it up to the Brewers who put on a hell of a series. Mm. Um, you know, uh, as a Pirates fan, I've seen them struggle in the in the NL Central for years, and they're a really good team now. So uh, they kind of they they had a really good series. Christian Yelich, the year he had, will probably be the NL MVP. Yeah, gotta give it up to them. But uh, yeah, like I said, we will uh, we will revisit this when the series is over. Uh, but for now, we move on to a very like honestly insane topic. <sighs> Uh, like, <laughs> it, so th- it, there's a lot to this, so we'll kind of go, uh, piece by piece here, but, uh, former New England Patriots tight end, uh, Aaron Hernandez, uh, we've all heard of him for the wrong reasons. Uh, I, I will give a br- very brief summary. If you don't know, uh, in 2013, he was, um, uh, he murdered, um, his at the time friend uh, Odin Lloyd um, and was released from the team and then ended up getting uh, you know he went to jail for it and then in jail uh, committed suicide but there's a lot more to this uh, there's a the report that came out this week I don't know who he was originally uh, put out by but it was had, uh, it was investigated by the Boston Globe okay there you go so uh, I mean of course ESPN picked this up so that's what I'm on now about it but. Uh, there is like just <laughs> uh, it's crazy. So they basically talked to uh, a former teammate of his, Brandon Lloyd, uh, who was a wide receiver. I be- I believe he was a wide receiver because I believe he. If it's the same Brandon Lloyd I'm thinking of, he used to play for the Broncos, uh, wide receiver for the Broncos. But uh, either way, he was talking about his behavior. He did. Um, in the okay, that is him. Then I can't remember if he played for the Patriots or not. Either way. Um, he, he did play for the play for Denver. His, uh, behavior, uh, it, it's like you know what? I, so this just, is just, five, just read some quotes. Yeah, and like I know this is what five six years ago now, but um, and I will in a second. But I'm just I, I just have to say like the it's almost how things have changed over the years because you know if this happened in today's society, I, like only five years later, like, I feel like something would have happened. I'll get to that in a second, but yeah, there, I'll read some, uh, I'll read some things. So this is, like I said, from Brandon Lloyd, uh, some of the things he said, um, <clears throat> excuse me. He said there would be, uh, there would be swings where he'd be the most hyper masculine, aggressive individual in the room, uh, where he'd be ready to fight anybody, uh, in fits of rage. Uh, and then he said, or he'd be the most sensitive person in the room talking about cuddling with his mother. Or he'd ask me, "Do you think I? Do you think I'm good enough to play?" Um, like just being like totally like insecure. Yeah. Uh, he Dude, also what? Dude, he, I, if you haven't read this, you just just listen to this. It's it's. it's I, insane. I have read it. It's still just like what. Like, so, yeah. uh, Brandon Lloyd also recalled uh, Hernandez saying he would f up uh, a fellow wide receiver, Wes Walker. Um, during the uh, during a 2012 training camp, uh, he said, "I'm sorry, I'm like reading this as we go. That's why I'm kind of pausing in here." But he said he's looking at me wide-eyed. Uh, Lloyd recalled, and he says, "I just want to warn you. Uh, sorry, uh, I just want to warn you that Hernandez is going to talk about being bathed by his mother. He's going to have his genitalia out in front of you while he's." 
while you're sitting on your stool. Um, by the way, I'm reading all this from ESPN because uh, I don't want to, you know, I, get in trouble for this as I'm reading off of this. But yeah, it's crazy stuff. Like, I just can't believe some like somebody didn't like say something to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I don't know. <laughs> I guess like um. Like, what do you, you got to think in a locker room, right? Um, you, you do your best to, to have a, a solid relationship with everybody, right? You have to, you like, like, think of what you're doing. You're basically eat, sleeping together, you know, traveling for yeah, you you know, keep, from August to February. That's your coworkers. Pretty much. You keep, you know, you got to keep a good relationship with them. Not only kind of is like, resistance, you know, you got to yeah. get along. So, like, it's your coworkers, but, like, if you've ever played sports, like, your teammates, like, become your family kind of thing. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. But, like, but 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 my, my point is, um, let's say Wes Welker um, decides to go to, to, to Bill or um, right up to, to, to uh, Robert Kraft and say, hey, something's not right with him. Right. And, you know, they, they do some, you know, let, let, let's say the, the Pats organization takes them seriously and they, they go in and, and start doing an investigation on the guy. Right. So they start investigating and uh, they find nothing because at the time there really was nothing um, at the time of all these events. Because I, I believe this is before uh, he ended up killing Owen Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, so he. And then at that point, you know, obviously Hernandez is going to hear about it because I'm sure he was going to be interviewed or, or, or interrogated, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and, and at that point, that hurts a relationship. And if you're that scared of what he's been saying to you, imagine what, how scared you're going to be if that dude that you just ratted on comes after you, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like I... I so it, it, he's an interesting player. So I mean, I'll admit that I, I wasn't paying too much attention to him uh, during his his time. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the first I really like, I knew he was a player, right? But I didn't know much about his past, right? So he has some. I believe he had some type of gang affiliation of some kind. I think um, he he was, he also got in trouble at uh, he went to college at in Florida, Florida, right? Yeah, with, and, was he uh, with Tebow? Yeah, he was, and I and I can't remember what exactly it was, but I remember him getting in trouble there. I don't know if it was uh, 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 it's, a, it's sub- a substance thing, um, but I remember him being like a like having problems there too. Um, another thing that uh, I just want to add was, uh, and I found this just interesting. So um, there's a report also out that Tom Brady. Um, uh, Tom Brady was talking to Tim Tebow apparently uh, about him, um, and just just saying like he's a lot to handle and stuff like that. There's also uh, in here they're saying that at, at a walkthrough, Hernandez uh, came to the walkthrough in like flip flops and was kind of messing around, and Brady basically told him like get your shit together because like. Uh, he he. There's actually a quote here. It literally says, "Tom said, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here, or or get the fuck out of here." Like he was just messing around, and obviously that's not gonna fly in mm-hmm. any team, but a Brady and Belichick coach team. Like 
so he was just like all happy and laughing and then when this when tom told him that he was basically like just you know very depressed and stuff like that like well he they said it went from like him laughing and being disruptive and as soon as tom told him off he stormed off like like it was almost like the mood change was instant it was like an actor getting into into character kind of thing right like it it, it that's scary dude yeah i just uh it's it's so what I was saying before, like I, I know this is only five six years ago but like there was uh recently um well, i can't think oh ever um i got the he's the uh defensive tackle for the vikings his last name is griffin uh everson griffin um was he's right now on not on the team because of uh and and we don't know what it is so i don't want to speculate because nobody knows what it is but he's taking basically uh time off right now for um a behavior issue like not issue but like he's having problems himself like just this is only five six years ago but i feel like if this was happened now like something would happen like i i just i just i can't believe like with all this stuff like he was saying about um and just like being, you know, with with how his mood changed, like I just find it hard to believe. Like something, somebody didn't say something, or at least like he, like he wasn't sent somewhere for evaluation. Like I don't know, it's crazy to me. Um, just with everything we know now about mental health, uh, and uh, and maybe some of this was like. So what I want to know is, I think this whole report came out. Uh, like all this they're talking about with the quotes and stuff is from 2012 and it, it was January, 2013 when he was, um, uh, you know, when the murder happened, I think. Um, but yeah, I just like, it's just crazy to me. Like how, how this all unfolded, like back then, like, I just feel like there'd be a lot of change now, but either way, I mean, it's just an incredible story. Um, from what we know, there's also another port that I don't want to get into because it's, you know, it, there's obviously stuff about it, but there was a report that he was sexually abused as a child. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to this. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting uh, if anything he else was, comes out. He was obviously a very troubled person. I mean, yeah. he, I am not going to um, excuse his behavior of, of taking a life, uh, potentially multiple. Um, but it's obvious that he, he had a lot of identity issues. He had a lot of, uh, past trauma that he was dealing with. And, um, you know, it's kind of, they could all just kind of came back. I mean, he has a thing he's sexually abused at some point he, uh, in this article it talks about how he was making mentions of, of gay sex. Um, yeah. remember the dude had a wife. I mean, uh, and a, and a kid. Yeah. And a kid. And part of it, it's believed anyway. Part of the reason he uh, committed suicide was because then the the Patriots owed money. Um, so what it meant is that the, so apparently when he died, um, he was still appealing case, mm-hmm. and he passed away in prison from suicide. So there's a weird law that that was apparently like if um. If there's still an appeal, or, or there, there's a there's a process of appeal going through, and somebody dies in prison, uh, 
then that calls for reasonable doubt because that means that there could have been an argument that could have swayed a conviction. And because of that, he died a uh, non-guilty man for uh, one of his counts, uh, which meant then that Patriots had to pay the rest of his salary to his family, which was somewhere upwards, I think, of like $6 million or something like that. Right. It's... Which i seen too, yeah. Right, and I mean, he had, the, there was, it was posted, and I'm not, I'm not going to find it right now, but there was, a, he wrote a letter to his wife and everything like that, and it's as heartfelt and as strange as you could possibly get. Um, it, dude, it's, it's a messed up story. I think I even said two weeks ago, some of the lines of what more could they be writing about this guy? Cause he came up in another conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, this is, I, I, like, when I first seen this story, because I, I believe I was the first one to find it, and I'm like reading through this, and I'm like, "What the, f- like, what the hell, like, is going on here?" Like, I almost didn't, like, I was like, I had to check, like, oh, I'm on ESPN, right? Like, this isn't mm. some like fake, like, like no. website. Like, what is going on? But yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, well, that also sticks out to me is that like how vivid these memories are from these players like years yeah. later like it freaked them out that much what gets me the most is that uh um uh dean fletcher mm-hmm. uh who was a patriots linebacker uh who uh started uh as a rookie same time hernandez did uh they had a uh quote volatile relationship uh since they got both got on the team apparently at one point uh hernandez confronted fletcher in the locker room and was apparently quote laughing at him like the joker in batman yeah. Uh, How do you sleep at night? Yeah, like, so Dear I'll, I'll, God. Because this is also just part of the whole thing, too. So, yeah, uh, he was laughing at him like the Joker um, and reminded Fletcher how much he disliked him. Uh, and then Fletcher cursed him out. Uh, and Hernandez responded by saying, But here's the deal. I respect you. Uh, Fletcher said. Well, Fletcher uh, said I, right afterwards, he's like. Yeah. I started laughing because, for once, he was a bigger man than me. That broke the shield between us. But uh, I, I just there's so much to this. It's freaky. Uh, it's it's messed up. It's, yeah. it's tragic. It's it's a mess. Just knowing, obviously, what happened afterward. Um, yeah, this is a scary, scary thing. But um, if anything else comes out on this because i i find this as sad kind of as sad as it is like i find i do find it interesting uh like this report came out it's very interesting to me um you know i have uh i was gonna say a passion i, I don't know if that's the right word but um part of me might be going in for psychology uh for college so like stuff like this is interesting to me and like psychology in general is interesting to me and this kind of falls under that category with his mood swings mm-hmm. and stuff like that so uh, you know, if anything else comes out, um, you know, we will cover it. Uh, it's going to be big, whatever it is. I mean, if there's anything more, it's going to be, it's going to be a head turning. So, yeah. Uh, but we're going to move on to some more NFL news. Uh, the report, uh, came out this week, um, that apparently the, uh, other NFL owners in the league are not happy, uh, with how the, uh, the San Diego at the time, but now L.A. Chargers move has went. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately for them, they aren't going to mo- be moving again anytime soon. Um, basically, they have a lease uh, from the stadium. 
that is being built for them and the Rams. It's a 20-year lease, uh, which would put them at the 2039 season that they could again move. But uh, a lot of people are not happy because of how uh, they're like literally, you know, this was a big thing. I think they actually talked about this before. Um, when I was saying about how they use a silent snap count at home because uh, like literally half of the stadium is fans of the other team like <laughs> um it's it's honestly crazy but they were talking about uh you know how the fan base is is not like great right now but uh also i was seeing that goodell was saying uh i don't know if it was jokingly saying this or serious but he was saying well look they have 20 years to figure it out so i'm not worried about it like fans will kind of warm up uh to them well, they, this time, but I mean, his, more of his thing was that, like, uh, he, uh, that they're building a new stadium, uh, that's not up yet. Um, it should be, is it next year or the year after? Like, uh, I think they're, so I'm not sure because, um, I think it's next year. Like, I know they're in building, they're building it now, but, uh, it's going to be a stadium for the Rams and the Chargers. New stadium to, in 2020. Is what it's yeah. Called. Okay, 2020. So similar to how the Giants and Jets do it with MetLife, uh, they're right. gonna kind of do it that way. But yeah, yeah. Um, so Goodell thinks that he that that new stadium will cause fans to flock. Not sure. Maybe I'd be excited to see a new stadium. But um, his other point was that look, we've been out of LA for a long time, so uh, they kind of have to earn their way back. Um, yeah. That uh, that makes sense to me. Um, we'll see if that holds up. This gets interesting, though. If all of this was uh, uh, a bust, because there were apparently owners who were really weirded out by this move, from what well, I remember. I, yeah, like I remember when it happened. Like obviously, the fans of San Diego were upset. Like they were trying their hardest to to keep him to stay. Right. That didn't happen. And I think any time, you know, I know it's. Uh, you're in this they're moving in the same state like it wasn't like they're moving like the rams moving from st louis to la but like i think there is going to be time to adjust just because that's the nature of the beast and also not to mention like they're in a city they're in a city with another team in the rams but like you know in that in that state you got the 49ers uh you got oakland um you know i think you know as it, it might just sound like a dumb point, but like basically what I'm saying is like there's other teams like that uh, that fans already had fandom to, um, and them moving there like it just their attendance has been. I mean, I don't know how their attendance is overall, but like I swear it might be like sixty forty in terms of like their their fans there. Right. Um, but I was talking earlier when we were doing the, I think it was, we were doing the NFL preview. I was saying how they have to use a silent snap count at home because of them uh like the the noise uh, the crowd noise in their own stadium from the opposing yeah. fans like um it's it's insane to me but yeah there was a i, I guess uh, other owners around the league were kind of skeptical of the move um are now more skeptical because of you know how the how fans have kind of flocked <laughs> um to their games or have not flocked to their games would be the better point but um, we're, uh, we'll kind of end it there because I don't know how much there is to go off of this, but it's just interesting, um, because now we have, uh, Oak, the, the Oakland Raiders will be moving, uh, to Vegas after this year, uh, 
will we kind of see the same thing? Um, and how does this bode for other relocation, not only in the NFL, but in other sports? Like, does this kind of make them rethink um, moving teams? So, uh, you know, I guess, uh, well, like I said, I think the Raiders move will be interesting as well because it's it's one of those things where the San Diego fan base is even, you know, as bad as a team was for years, they were very loyal. It's the same thing with the Raiders. Like, they've been kind of up and down for years too and they're very loyal so uh will that travel when they move to vegas um and and especially we're talking about vegas it's very obviously very touristy place like how will their fans uh kind of come um you know what's what's going to be the thing there so yeah a lot of a lot of stuff that we can definitely kind of touch on in the future um depending on you know what happens with that but um i don't know i honestly the Chargers are a team that are on the I, I'm I think very highly of them. Um, mm-hmm. They're on the up and up for me, and uh, I mean I think they have potential to be a very good team. So um, I really hope this works out, just because yeah, you don't want to see a uh, you know I, right now they're four and two as we're recording. They're playing uh, the London game. Um, you know they could be a five and two team, and like they have like forty you know forty percent of the stadium is not even their fans uh so i don't know uh something we can touch on later uh we're gonna move on now to uh, a college football topic um nick bosa uh defensive end for ohio state um is a potential uh first overall pick in in this next upcoming nfl draft is has declared that he will not be coming back to ohio state after uh he had a uh i think it was I think it was actually back in week one or week two this happened, but um, he it was week two because they were playing TCU. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud here. Uh, he had a core muscle injury uh, that uh, would likely have him coming back sometime in December. Uh, instead of coming back in December, he uh, has said uh, he's just going to focus on the NFL draft, um, you know, getting healthy and stuff like that. And again, uh, he'll be a top a top pick. So I want to have this conversation because this opens up a lot of different things. So um, a lot of people are kind of on him because they're like, Oh, you know, giving up on the team, like NFL GMs are going to see that and they're not going to draft you. That's horseshit. Uh, He's doing this because, you know, the, the amount of money he's guaranteed to get, if he's a top pick in the NFL uh, outweighs the possibility of him uh, coming back and getting injured. And also, Bobby brought up a point, which I'll let him talk about, but this whole Le'Veon Bell situation kind of, like, is is with this. With We've seen it with um, Earl Thomas. He came back, uh, you know, after holding out, and then he got injured, and that could cost him a lot of money. Um, I don't know. What's, I'll, I'll just get your opinion on this. Like, what do you uh, – like, is he, like, an ass for not coming back, or is, like, is it – Something where you would say, if you're in his shoes, like be like, yes, you know, again, the money he's going to be making from being a top pick, uh, do you think that outweighs uh, coming back to school? So, my so the point that I made was that, and I really have no proof of this from writing, but I got to think that part of the conversation that Nick was to have with his family and and with uh, Urban Meyer and and you know anybody else involved in this decision had to be look at Le'Veon Bell. And the reason I'm saying that is because Le'Veon Bell obviously is making a talk. We talk, we talk about him almost every week 
on this podcast because of what he's doing with his contract holdout with the Steelers. And the whole reason he's doing this is to show how worthwhile he is because he's under a franchise tag with the Steelers, which he didn't want, right? He didn't want it. And he wanted, you know, to, to, to he just wanted to get the money that he, he, he believed he was owed. And here we have Nick Bosa kind of doing the same thing. He's, he's injured, right? And, and, and as I understand, he's, he's, the, the time frame, the earliest time frame for him to return from this injury is December. December in the NCAA football season, now we're talking playoffs, which Ohio State, although they lost last night, thank God, uh, you know, Ohio State now is 7-1, I believe. So, yep. you know, they're, they're playoff contenders, and they've been, they've been looked at as, as, as you know, possible uh, championship contenders. So, um, so you're talking playoffs, right? So let's say Nick Bosa comes back, right? He says, I'm going to come back and play in the playoffs. Let's say in the playoffs, he gets hurt. Um, he's, he's now a draft risk. He's now, it, you know, this, this, this one injury keeps nagging him. He, he can go from being the potential number one overall pick to, you know, late in the first round. Well, and not to mention, hey, look, I'm not a doctor, but a core muscle injury doesn't seem like something that you want to mess with. (laughs) Uh, Also, like, uh, I'll kind of give an example. So Jake Butt, uh, the Michigan tight end from a few years ago, was uh, he he was if he didn't get injured, um, you're looking at maybe a second, third round pick. What happened? So he tore his ACL. in the bowl game, which is exactly what I want to get to because um, he tore his ACL in the bowl game. He ends up falling to the fifth round. The Broncos take him. Uh, and now uh, in his you know NFL season, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, he's ruled out after missing last year completely because of the tear. Two weeks ago, he re-injured it again. He's out for the year again. So my other question I want to bring up to you is with – People saying, um, you know, Nick Bosa is uh, is you know a traitor kind of thing, like leaving his team like this. There's a whole debate already about these meaningless bowl games that top picks uh, sit out for because um, the again, it's meaningless. It, it means mm-hmm. absolutely nothing uh, except for like an acc- accolade for for the college. Is there, you know, I guess. Uh, my my overall question is like, what is your take on this? Because I just feel like, um, especially with this, like Nick Bosa already knows he's going to be a, a top three pick. Mm-hmm. What's the point of risking it, uh, risking millions of dollars in money just to come back? And like you're leaving after this year anyway. Like you know, mm-hmm. I know it's a whole this whole teammate loyalty thing, but. At some point, you got to kind of look out your after yourself. So, like, how do you feel about? I want to get your take because I think it's a hot, kind of a hot button topic, especially when it comes around like players sitting out uh, because of you know, like these bowl games. I so I I think the bowl game is not okay. The bowl games are kind of meaningless. I mean, it's not the NCAA championship; they're an accolade for uh, the school mainly. But I mean, yeah, I mean, bowl, I mean, a winning a bowl game does look good on your NFL resume, but that's definitely not what everybody's looking at. Also, I, just real quick, I wanted to mention, like, maybe you know, I'm also talking about these. Like, I swear to God, they make these up. Like the bowl games they're coming up with now, like the that are just uh, 
like I'll, I'll I'll look some up while you're talking, but like they have the weirdest names. Oh no, I got like, it. no the Chick Fil A Bowl, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it's 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 my no. My favorite is because they do the sponsorships this way. Is I feel like the it, it sounds like now just have to keep reading their paper on what <laughs> yeah. it is. Like it's like I I don't know if it was Auburn. I'm just using them as an example. Auburn has won the Tostitos fiesta bowl <laughs> and, and it sounds exactly like that and it's like really at what really I, listen you gotta make money somehow i guess but jesus um it, it's 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 a money run it's it's not anything that special i mean don't get me wrong it's high caliber football i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's not they're they're fun games i still put them on um but it's either Nick Bosa plays in a bowl game or Nick Bosa has a legendary career in the NFL. Where he makes millions of dollars. Where right. He makes millions of dollars. Right now. And the other thing I want to add is like, so uh, now when Le'Veon Bell started making noise uh, um, right before the holdout, uh, that he, you know, when he started defending, I was on the side of, well, why would he do that to his team? But then I'm starting to realize now what he was, what he's trying to say. And it, it's that, you know, he, he knows what he's worth. He's, he's he's arguably, I mean, Todd Gurley's, you know, been 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 amazing this season too. But Eleven Bell's arguably been the best running back in the league, um, and he knows that he's worth the millions, right? Um, and 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 the whole point was that. So why why would he risk getting hurt in his uh, possible last year with Pittsburgh when he can hold out and then get a big deal with another team where he'll get paid the money that he thinks he's owed, right? I mean uh, that that to me makes sense. It's 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 about the future. You can't be, you know, football's a high contact, high speed. Anything could happen at any moment, right? Like like so. And Earl Thomas, I think, was the the, the final nail in the coffin for me to finally understand what Le'Veon Bell's been trying to say. Last year, he wanted you know, I mean, he wanted out of Seattle. Um, he wanted to go somewhere else, I believe. And Dallas was the rumor place because I believe he's from Dallas. Right. Um, so he Dallas wants to go area. play for Dallas, right? Dallas probably would have paid him. I mean, I, I mean, I, you can argue, you know, because Ezekiel Elliott's still there. But, um, but Earl Tom, he broke his freaking leg. <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that's just one of those random things. Um, it was, it was exactly what happened to Derek Carr. Like, it, it was just random, like one hit, it just broke his leg. And that might have just cost him millions of dollars because it's going to now cost him, you know, it's now going to be months to rehab, right? And it's not surprising that he flipped off the Seattle's front office for this. You know, I mean, it, it just, I'm starting to see it now. It, it's, it's a future protection plan. It's not a, I'm betraying my team. It's to make sure that they're good enough to, to bring the services elsewhere. And it's not really about the money. I mean, careers are short in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're pretty damn short, right? And you don't want to lose the potential to make money and to make an impact uh, with your career. And you you wanted to play one extra year with a team that you probably didn't even want to be at. Yeah, um, at so at. this is, this is Nick Bosa just protecting his future. He knows that he's a draw. He knows he's a top pick him missing his last year in a bowl game does not hurt him. What will hurt him in the draft is if he gets re-injured, if he comes back and gets re-injured and he knows that. It, 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 it to me this this is the best move and especially since this is a scene it's a senior year right like this is his last year i like, don't know if it's a senior year but it's definitely honest. his last year I know, I know he's going to the draft like he was going to go right. to the draft anyway yeah. yeah so if he already had plans to go to the draft i mean he's already being eyed by the scouts and they, they they're ranking him hot 
So why would he risk getting re-injured if he he definitely will get picked at a high rank and 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 be paid for it? it I I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah, because, I... and that that time frame of December that's early. Like that's 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 yeah. that's not that far away, and it, it it's it, it's still probably not a hundred percent right because even when you come back. You know, look at what Carson, what happened to Carson Wentz, right? Like he tore his ACL. He was a little rusty when he came back. I mean, it happens. And anybody who's injured, it happens. Um, you're out of the, you're off the field, off the court, whatever, for X amount of time. And you come back, you're not the same as you used to be. It takes you a game or two to kind of get your footing again. So Nick Bosa would have to come back during a bowl game, during a high caliber bowl game, most likely, and try and play on the level that he's used to and get potentially hurt. It, it just makes sense. I look, listen. So I mean I, I I will never claim to be a a a you know all star athlete right but you know I played basketball in high school right and I, I I injured my back um in a, in a summer league before my sophomore year um I had to take that season off I I I it I probably I, I probably could have played and and came to practices and stuff like that to learn for uh you know toward the end of the season but it wasn't good for the you know, rehabilitation process. You know what I mean? Like I had to get it better. I had to get it strengthened so that I could come back and play and not have to worry about re-injuring it again. You know what I mean? Like it happened. Yeah. And no, I, I mean, and I also understand the team loyalty side of things, right? Like, I mean, if I, you know, I played hockey too, and that was like my sport. And, you know, I, when I was younger, I had dreams of, you know, playing in NHL, playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. I'd probably take a bullet for that team. You know what I mean? Um, but guys like this, and they know I have a future and they make a living off of it. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it's it's you know they tell you to plan for the future. That's what he's doing. He 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 knows he has a bright future ahead of him. He's not going to hurt that because he you know he needs to make a name for himself in, in in Ohio State. He's already done that. So, yeah, I agree with honestly everything you said. And like he's not getting reevaluated till November. So like, right, you don't even know. I mean, the, the I mean uh, more than a bowl game. The thing that he would basically worry about as a college football uh playoff start December 29th but they Ohio State lost last night so right. um you know they have a long way to climb now to even get to that so mm-hmm. now I agree 100% like I think you have to protect your future um uh, another thing that I maybe we can have this as a big topic one day I keep bringing mm-hmm. up is uh the NFL not having uh, fully guaranteed contracts. Uh, anything can happen at any time. You don't want a college injury to affect your career and you losing out of on millions of dollars. I, I don't know. A lot of like you know, I a lot of people are hating on him for this, um, and a lot of people do actually get the side of it. It's just the 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 biggest thing I'm saying is people saying, "Oh, he's not loyal." Blah blah blah. Like. I just, I don't know. I don't I buy just, it. I don't buy it. I don't. Yeah, I, I just think that you have to protect your your future. Um, and yeah, the, you know, the more and more I thought about it, that whole Le'Veon comparison and Earl Thomas is like kind of the perfect analogy for him because, um, you know, Le'Veon, all he's trying to do is protect his future, try to make as much as he can. Um, mm-hmm. and anything can happen at any time, and your career can be over. So, uh, I. I, I agree with it. 100%. No, it's a good move. It's a good move. You made the and, right choice. You know, a lot, like I said, a lot of the top picks will sit out for the bowl games and stuff like that because they don't matter. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I just overall, uh, like, you know, because like we said, he's going to be coming back in December when there will be ball games. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't, I think to protect his future, this is the right, the right move. Um, yeah. All right, we'll, we will move on. Uh, we'll, we're going to get Zach back involved here uh, <laughs> for this topic. Uh, so uh, if you haven't seen uh, the other day, uh, we, uh, weed was legalized in Canada. Uh, marijuana, um, and marijuana, I, weed, marijuana, marijuana weed, weed, cannabis, cannabis, pot, fucking pot uh, fucking dart. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it was legalized in Canada, and uh, right away, I think that day, actually, the face of the NHL, in my opinion, now, Connor McDavid, uh, basically said, uh, the NHL would be stupid. If they didn't look at at least at least look at uh, the possibility of making it, uh, you know, taking it off the, basically making it a thing in the NHL that players can use for healing and stuff like that. Um, now I will say uh, the NHL kind of has already a lenient policy about this, um, so there's actually not a, it's it's not illegal per se. Um, so like you know if they get if they get caught uh, with it in their system, they aren't going to be suspended or anything or fined. Uh, if they have an amount that's enough uh, to warrant it, they can be sent to doctors and stuff like that about it. Um, but a lot of, so since this has come out, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about, um, about this topic and uh, one in particular, which is the uh, 31 thoughts podcast. Um, which is uh, Elliot Friedman's podcast. He had Riley Cote on, who's a big advocate um, about this. Riley Cote, if you don't know, uh, used to be in the uh, in the NHL. He actually is close to my heart because uh, back in 2004, when the NHL was in lockout, he was a part of the uh, Philadelphia Phantoms team that won the Calder Cup uh, and was their like fighter uh, back then. And this guy... Uh, now he's out of the league, um, but he's a big advocate for this. And now with this happening, he's probably gotten more interviews in the last week um, than uh, than you know he has over his career. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you? So this is interesting because obviously it's only Canada, um, and there's seven Canadian teams, and. Uh, you know, the big thing for me is with this whole thing about uh, making it legal in terms of players being able to take it is, well, you know, for the U.S.-based teams, um, you, you know, it's not like they can really do anything about this. So, like, what is your guys' take on this whole this whole situation um, in terms of how, first of all, how do you think this could help um, players in the sport and um, – you know, it, basically, if you think this is a thing that other sports should consider too, um, Bobby, I guess we can get your take first. I mean, so you know, I uh, I don't know all of the benefits. I don't have all the research for you know the benefits of using cannabis to, uh, well, just using cannabis in general, right? So, but I understand that has been you know used more and more. Uh, recently to treat many different types of diseases and injuries and stuff like that. And compared, from what I understand, compared to something like, you know, the United States has an opioid crisis because of how easy it is to get them. 
right? And and one of the biggest things about it is painkillers, right? You can get addicted to painkillers and they will really fuck you up, uh, for lack of a better phrase yeah. there. I mean, it, it's the truth. But cannabis, you know, has by itself is not an addictive uh, substance, right? Like it's, it's, um, I mean, sure, it puts, puts you in an interesting mental state. Um, uh, and besides that, there's not that many downsides to the whole thing, right? I mean, and, and if that really um, helps anybody, not just, not just athletes, but people heal from injuries and, 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 and other disorders, uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be legal and why more, um, more professional sports leagues w- uh, w- wouldn't uh, be looking at this as a, as a possible uh, way to start treating some of these things. I mean, look at football, especially, man. I, mean, I wish the NFL uh, would be the first league to incorporate this kind of thing. I mean, there's, there's guys taking hundreds of hits a game. Like, and they're probably hurting, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how you – you, you got to get in bed and you got to have ice all over you, man. Mm. Like I, I just, I, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, it, it's got to suck. So, and, and if this is something that helps and, and, and it's being used in a responsible manner and, and controlled, uh, I want to say doses, but I know it's the wrong word. Uh, it's used in a controlled way. I, I don't see why it isn't allowed. I also think the leagues are kind of in a, in a weird spot. Um, because, you know, in the United States, especially it's not nationally legal, like it's legal in Colorado and in California and in other States, it's legal to a certain degree, like, like for medicinal purposes and stuff like that. So it's probably harder to make a very blanket rule for, uh, organization in the United States, um, for that reason. Um, but I do hope, and I, I, I basically agree with McDavid's full quote, uh, you know, it would be stupid not to look into it. And that's exactly what should happen. Just, just keep looking into it. You know, the world's changing and, and, and it's starting to become more and more normal. So I don't know why you wouldn't be looking into this kind of thing and possibly making changes as, uh, you know, these laws get passed and, and, and the, the science is kind of backing it all up. Um, regardless of, like, the medical benefits of it, I mean, it's, it's coming to a point where it's being viewed like alcohol where people can just use it recreationally. I mean, yeah. obviously... Obviously, it doesn't like it. Yes, it is a drug, and yes, it it does. It alters your mental state, but it's not it's not really any different than alcohol, in my opinion. And I think that's yeah. how they should treat it. You know, if you're as long as you're not showing up to practice high, you know, coming to games high, you know, right. same people, you know, you would you would criticize someone who came to work drunk, high, you know, etc. So just leave it at home. Yeah. And, you know, use it to treat your injuries. Don't, you know, don't become in the games that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly what he said. I mean, it, you know, there, there are, players have, you know, beers at the end of a game or go out to a bar or whatever. And it, it's, yeah, I, I agree that it's really no different, right? It, it's the same thing. It's the same risk that goes into it. And if you could be responsible with the alcohol, as long as you can be responsible with the weed as well, I don't see why uh, it's a problem. That That's just me. So... And I don't know, I don't know if this is a fact per se, but on this podcast I was listening to, um, they asked uh, Kote 
what percentage of players do you think in the league are already taking? Because like I said, there's a, so there's a policy on it per se, but you have to be caught with um, a pretty big dosage for you to basically be sent to rehab. If not, you know, you're fine, essentially. So like there's a policy, but it's very lenient. But basically what he was saying was he was probably say 70 to 75% of the league is already taking this um like doing this kind of thing like i don't i, I just <laughs> so i'll kind of put my opinion out there like i think i'm very like pro to this and like and i'm saying this like not having ever smoked weed in my life but just knowing the benefits of you know being able to help players recover uh i know it helps people sometimes sleep um i think just that so like one thing that i can kind of relate this to is and i think i brought this up before on this podcast but a book i read um about um derek bugard who used to be a fighter uh well he he was a hockey player but was mainly known for fighting in the nhl uh basically uh he had a problem with painkillers and um you know he he the the thing about painkillers obviously is, is when you start getting addicted to them you have to take more and more and more and more and that's what he did uh, which eventually led to uh, his death. And, um, you know, because he, being a fighter, the concussions and and he had, and um, I believe uh, afterward he was, his brain was donated to CTE research. Um, you know, like, it just, it, I feel like, I feel like something like this could just, just eliminate so much of that which i feel like is a problem um you know painkillers like uh, like i think i think it's gotten better definitely since research has been done about it but you know i feel like only it was only a few years ago like just that was the that was the you know if you're injured here you go like here's mm-hmm. a painkiller so i think this can definitely be something that um helps i'll kind of bring this question to you guys um it hypothetically if just say that um countrywide the u.s passes uh, a law that says you know marijuana is is legal do you think this is something that leagues would definitely would definitely do like do you think the nhl nba nfl uh mlb is this something that's a layup for them or is it well, I so, think so. I think, like I said before, they would just begin treating it like alcohol. It's a 21-plus substance, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it's it's still in the early stages. I think Canada legalizing it uh, opens people's eyes. I know there's going to be a lot of research done with it. Um, I, I Like I said, I, I totally agree with McDavid. It's something you at least have to look at. like Right. Just because it's something that... Uh, like I said, I in a lot of people's opinions, is something that could only help. Um, you know, I I, I think uh, just being able, you know, if, again, and and I'm saying this like if they're we're all saying it in this way, like if they're using it right, where they're coming in and using it medically, and they're not like obviously showing up the practice high and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a honestly, I think it's a layup. I think it's something you have to look at. The only problem I see them having as of right now, again, is the whole thing with um, the U.S. hasn't it's still legal in parts of the U.S. So like you can't just have the Canadian teams, you know, 
like people might think they have a advantage because they're using this. I don't know. It's just something that I think would be hard just because of of the way it is right now. But um, I don't know. For for myself, I'm definitely pro um, this. You know, being something in the in the NHL and other sports. Um, I mean, you, I think it was. Was it last year? I think it was last year that um, Martavius Bryant, who is now a wide receiver for the uh, Raiders, but was for the Steelers, got caught, was suspended for the whole year for marijuana use. And now I don't know how he was using it. He could have been using it, you know, as a, I don't know. Like he may, I don't know if he ever came up and showed to the facility high or something like that, but like, you know, for players, especially the NFL and the NHL, where it's high contact, uh, you're taking a beating out there. I think, um, you know, I think this is a no-brainer. But right. we're going to have to see where this goes uh, just because, again, with the laws in the in the United States right now, it's kind of kind of a tough thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that will definitely get looked at down the line and um, – and something that I I hope they do look at. I think if enough research goes into it and enough positive comes out and says you know this is a good thing, then I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, just, um, just look at it, man. Just look at it. Pay attention. Yeah. Just yeah. keep informed. That's all. That's all we're asking. And just a side note to this, like I'm I'm happy that Connor McDavid came out and said something about it. Like, um, you know, NHL players are very like so often criticized about you know being very quiet and not saying stuff about big topics but uh the face of the nhl somebody that young coming out and saying that and i know it's something so simple but you have to understand if you're a fan of hockey you know what i'm talking about like players just don't come out and say anything about anything so i'm just mm-hmm. happy that he came out on a hot button topic and said uh what he said um and and you never know maybe he's like i'm sure he has some influence it's it's the future of your league um right there <laughs> uh basically said something and the guy who's going to make you so much money like mm-hmm. you know you got to at least consider it so um yeah I, I think this is something that uh that needs to be looked at and i'm sure will be looked at and we will but, be talking about this I'm yeah sure. I, I, I hope it's something that we can come back to and talk about how it's it's a thing in sports because, like I said, I really believe in in it and uh, and its benefits. Um, but our last big story we're going to cover today on the podcast is the big news um, from the uh, NBA, uh, the G League in particular, and I'll, this is a topic that has been discussed for years and years and a hot button topic around the, the NCAA. Um, just because of, of players not being able to get paid. But uh, recently, uh, this week, uh, the NBA G League uh, is essentially going to offer top prospects coming out of high school 125K contracts. Uh, and basically what this is doing is it's an option uh, to stop the whole one-and-done thing in college, which is the big discussion that people always have. Um, you know, you got your top prospects who you know are going to be a top five pick in the league. They go to college for one year. What's the point? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and you know, uh, what what we can get into as we talk about this is we've seen uh, the whole investigation with Arizona last year, paying uh, who was the number one pick this year, DeAndre Ayton, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, the whole thing with paying him. Um, but so I, my original, so I guess I'll just kind of say real quick too. Um, these uh, players have to be at least 18 years old. So coming out of high school, at least 18 for this to happen. Um, but yeah, 100, uh, 125k contracts. Uh, so they have to be 18 and not yet eligible for the NBA draft, but then would be eligible the year after they played. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is big because, uh, this whole debate and it's, a, this is also kind of runs into this, this big debate with college as- athletes not getting paid. Here's your alternative. Um, you're basically doing exactly what you'd be doing in college. You're going to to play basketball to eventually have a career in the NBA. Right. Uh, except you're getting paid. Um, right. What, what's your initial take on this? Um, I, I, you know, as, as somebody who, like, I, <clears throat> I guess we can get kind of two perspectives here. So, um, I don't know. I guess what's your, just your original take here on, on, this, on this being a thing? So um, I'm I'm actually happy for this. Um, the reason I'm saying that is because um, it, it, we're we're it, it's just the time we're living in now. College is a very expensive thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, trust me, I am I am in it, and I'm out of it because I I am paying a ton of money, um, but for me that was the best option, right? And that's just me, right? Like, I, this is where I should be for my, my, my career choice. So that's why I'm paying to be here. But it is a ton of money. So now, that being said, um, a lot of what, so I'll say this much, so a lot of what colleges, for players to go to college is for is, Careers are short, and I said this about football earlier, but in most circumstances, careers are very, very, very short in, in professional sports, right? Like you have, you have, you know, your rookie years, your, your, your starter years, you have, you know, your prime years, and you kind of have your years where you kind of start going off the back end, right? I mean, obviously there are exceptions to this. Yammer Yager is still playing in the NHL at a pretty decent level, one of the all-time greats. Um, it, you, so what's supposed to happen is that you go to college, right, and you, you play ball or you do whatever, and you're supposed to, you know, you get a degree so that afterwards you have a, you know, you have the credentials to get a career in something after your professional playing career is over, right? Um, now, what we've seen, though, is that that doesn't happen because, and you can, uh, now I'm mainly going to be referencing the, um, uh, John Oliver a couple years ago did a piece on this. Um, and I'm just going off memory from what he said. So the, the big players, especially who get like scholarship and stuff like that, um, they'll, they'll get classes that don't mean shit. Yeah. Like they, they, like, I remember there was one, I forget what language it was. Players at, uh, at one particular college were saying that they were enrolled in a language class that was like, not, not at like Spanish, not like French, you know, uh, German, Russian, some like other, like way out there country language. That they would probably never use in their lifetime. They were enrolled in classes like that because it had to fit with their practice schedule, meeting schedule, game schedule, 
everything like that, right? Um, but here, you you know, it, it, since since that way isn't working like it's supposed to, then maybe taking your talents right from high school to maybe the G League, maybe is the right idea, right? I mean, you you have it, you, you know, you have the skills for it, and if the NBA says, hey, we think you're good enough to to be in our developmental league, I why would you, I guess, not say yes unless you you're able to do uh, the college thing the way it's supposed to be done. Right. But you see players, you know, in their sophomore junior year of school being like, okay, I'm declaring for the draft. Right. It, it just, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So you might as well make an alternative to college where, you know, you're in a developmental league and getting paid at a, at a pretty decent salary. So, so this is, like I said, it's, it's stopping the one and done thing. So, um, an example this year is uh, Zion Williamson, who's going to Duke, of course. Right. That's the college where top prospects go to. He's going to be like a top five pick. Like, why don't you just go to the G League where, like, he, he's obviously he's going to be he's going to be going to the draft after this year. Like, mm. you know, what's the point of doing that when you can just go to you know the G League now and and uh, make six figures. And also, like the thing about it too is, um, it, like for for the NCAA, like there's all these scandals that are coming out now with players getting paid and stuff like that. You know, like I said, the DeAndre and thing with him getting paid upwards of a hundred thousand dollars to come to Arizona. When obviously that's illegal. Like I, they're trying to eliminate that as well. Like you know, I'm I'm sure the NCAA is not happy about this coming out. No, not in the slightest. However, they are losing money. Yeah, exactly. But they are you know, losing money. On the flip side, like I think, like I'm just I'm such a like uh, against the whole one and done thing. Like I just think it's so ridiculous. There should not be one way to get into a career. Yeah. We're, at, we're at a different time where college is actually becoming less of a total necessity. Exactly. Like, yeah. We, you know, I mean, Tyler, you and me have a friend who, you know, decided not to go to college and instead learned a trade and is now making a very decent career out of it um, as as a as an HVAC technician. Um, you know, and that stuff happens. Um, my industry, I actually had to make that that choice. So I am in college. I'm a I'm a, I'm a film major. I'm a film. You know, I'm a filmmaker. I, you know. Everything from broadcasting to, to you know short film development, TV show development, that everything like that. Um, I already had ins with um, you know uh, uh, producers and stuff in the area, and what I I could have done is gone the path of okay, I'll just be an assistant on you know several sets and try and work my way up that way. Um, it's it, it, how it is. I, I could have gotten a break. I could have worked towards getting a lucky break, but that to me was not the most stable option. But it's something I could have done and something I considered when I graduated high school, right? And that goes for a lot of different fields. Um, they're, 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 they're going in the direction of you don't necessarily need a full-on degree. I'm not trying to downgrade the, the you know, uh, a full-on degree. You know, it's a lot of effort and it, it's definitely worth a while. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's starting to turn a little bit where people are not wanting to go to college, especially with how much it costs. Like... That's just the world we're living in now. So this this is the alternate path. This is not going to, you know, you, you think, you know, you don't have to spend four years. And 
I'll relay it back to Nick Bosa. What if you get hurt while you're in college? You know what I mean? Like maybe, you know, you go to the G League and you play a couple of years and then you get up to the, the big leagues and probably have a legendary career. Well, I, so, I mean, the difference is, like, I'm sure these a lot of these guys are obviously getting scholarships, but I also want to kind of go on the fact that, and I, we might be kind of going off track here, but this is what we do here. Like, the whole thing with college not being necessary, like, uh, Zach um, is in this kind of situation, and we've talked about this. I know how you feel about college, but I want to talk to you about, like, how, you know, kind of relating – I guess relating your experiences and how this could happen with these guys, because like I said, I don't like we're talking about college not being necessary. Like it's really not necessary for these guys that are going to go there for one year and and kind of, you know, go there for one year and then obviously go to the NBA. Like, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, you know, how what's what's your opinion on this? Like, I know your feelings on college and stuff. Um, So I want to get your specifically talking about the players. Um, I'm sure that first of all, the professors hate teaching those classes to the yeah. to like you know your your student athletes who who are just there because they're good at sports and they're gonna make money off sports in their life. They don't care about school. Yeah, and a lot of times they get put into classes that are just sort of pointless and just wasting money just taking a pointless class. So I, I agree with the NBA G League because they just they just need another way to get in. They like there's no reason for them to go to college to do something that's completely irrelevant to education. Yeah. You know what I I thinking about that point, like there's a show on Netflix, um Last Chance You, which I like I'm I'm a big fan of and it's uh the premise is premise of it is that they go to a a college that um it's like a juco college and you know they there's players with a lot of uh you know issues that they had in their background and they come to college and like what they showed in there is what i imagine happens in a lot of colleges like they would literally go to class just sit there just to be there and then like by the end of the year scramble like to make sure like they made up their grades <laughs> mm-hmm. like a lot like a lot of these guys are just going there to pass so they can just make it to the, you know, the NBA, like, so they can just be eligible. They're only right. going to school to be eligible to play basketball. Like, my whole thing is, like, why – you're wasting your time. Just go mm-hmm. like this again. I, I cannot be – like, this is such a good idea. And, look, I'm a huge fan of college basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love it. But I don't agree with everything about it. And, um, you know, you're just wasting these kids' time. Like, again, a, a kid that's coming out of college who's – or uh, high school, sorry, that's going to be a top pick. You already know it. Everybody knows it. What's the point of going to college, wasting your time? Also, to mention earlier, Bobby, you are talking about scheduling. Not only wasting your time, but wasting other people's time yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and talking to your point, Ara, about scheduling, like, the the schedules that these guys have to go through just because obviously they're practicing every day um you know scheduling classes at times like weird times like it just doesn't make so too much sense to me like mm-hmm. i think uh you know the other alternative that maybe NCAA was looking at and maybe now it's too late was for, like you know stopping the one and done thing but the problem with that is there's obviously a lot of regulations going through the NBA and stuff like that about the rule so 
I think this is like a really, if anything, it's a a, a great alternative. Um, I would like to, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the first person who does it and see who kind of follows kind of thing. Like, um, you know, obviously the money is money is enticing. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what these guys are going to be making in the NBA, like 125k, is not that. It's mm-hmm. not. It's a. It's a drop in the bucket for them, but it's something to get them started. Um, they're making something with. They're not making college. Um, yeah, I think it's. So you're saying they'll be paid 125k in the G League? Yes. Yeah. Dude. Dude, that's a six-figure job right out of college, even if you don't make it to the NBA. Mm. But like, yeah, but like the thing about this is that this is going to be for a lot of elite prospects. So like, right, right. So they it, probably will make it to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Like if they're doing this, they'll be making it to the NBA. Mm. Um, I, I guess the flip side of this, which I, I mean, <laughs> I see their point on this. Um, so I forget who the who put this out there. Um, it was somebody from. Um, somebody from Bleach Report, I want to say, like one of their guys put out a thing like saying, like, I guess, you know, the NBA G League is not the most uh, royal thing out there. Like, you know, there's a lot of you're you're traveling by bus for many hours and mm-hmm. and, you know, the facilities you get at college uh, is pr- are honestly better um, than what you're getting at uh, in the G League. However, the NBA has said that they're going to try, you know, put as much into this as they can um, and and do what they can to make facilities that are good enough um, and, uh, you know, have programs to develop these players. Um, I think, you know, if if you're looking at that, like, Going to Duke and having the lavish life that you're going to have there for a year uh, might maybe that outweighs it for some players uh, mm-hmm. rather than going to uh, the G League where you're going to be taking the bus across the you know fucking states and long I don't know I mean that that's kind of the only downside to it I feel like and and I'm sure um, you know a lot of players. Well, again, a lot of the the hundred twenty five k right off the bat is appealing, uh, <laughs> obviously. So I hope players actually do consider uh, this a, this a route. Um, but if I can add a, another spin that I have been reading on for this, mm-hmm. um, that is uh, way out of what we've already talked about, um, the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of players are happy about this. No. Um, so, uh, and, and, and forgive me, I'm not too educated on the WNBA, so if I get any names wrong or anything wrong, I I apologize, I tried. Uh, a lot of players have viewed this as a slap in the face, uh, because a lot of the, so, the, the example they use is the first overall pick of the WNBA draft last season, uh, her name is uh wow why can't I find it? I'm sorry. Uh, Keep talking, I'll find crap. it. Wilson, uh, something Wilson. Oh my god, I can't find it. Um, a- oh AJ Wilson, AJ Wilson. Um, sorry, a- AJ or AJ. Uh, Wilson, she was the first overall pick. She made fifty two fifty two thousand dollars last year in her rookie season. And the comparison to that is the NBA's first overall pick, which was DeAndre Ayton. Uh, made 8.2 million. Um, here's the thing. So, 
obviously the WNBA is a subsidiary of the NBA. Like they're, they are both like the same company, just different. Uh, they're one big company that has two different divisions. Right. Right. So they're owned by the same people. Um, the WNBA has, is criticized pretty heavily. Um, and, and there's been a lot of questions about the WNBA uh, wage gap and, and stuff like this. Um, uh, there, there was somebody who's uh, uh, AJ Wilson was also uh, critical of LeBron James contract. They signed with the Lakers in July, um, which was sparked the discussion about the wage gap. So this article is, is definitely on their side saying that they have a point. Um, they have a point to a degree. The NBA is a very, very profitable league. This is exactly the point. Like, and and, 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 and I, I, listen, I'm not a fan of this, but this is what it is, mm-hmm. right? I, the, you know, there are definitely people in the WNBA who can, who can dribble circles around me. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm better than them or that men are better or anything like that. I'm sure there are, there are women in WNBA who, who could break ankles for some of the players in the NBA, right? So my, the WNBA, I, I, I don't think, has anywhere near the numbers of what the NBA is currently at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not like, not, and let's, so uh, the numbers here, I got to find it. it. This is what stood out to me the most here. So uh, this is from sportsnews.com. Um, it says the WNBA pays around 20 to 30% of its revenue to players, while the NBA pays 50 percent to its players which is a huge difference mm. so what the you know so the WNBA actually had uh can warn the league by october 31st uh that they want out of the current cba which expires after the 2019 uh and then they can kind of negotiate this so what i'm assuming is that they're going to ask for something similar 50 percent of the revenue my question is is WNBA at the subsidiary making enough money to even do that Right. I mean, that's part of the reason the NBA is able to offer these big contracts out is because they make a ton of money. So that's what it comes down to. Like, look, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I am I have nothing against like women playing basketball or something. It's just the fact of the matter is that they, uh, you know, the NBA is making, I'm sure, uh, like a you know, billions of dollars a year. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I don't even think it's a stretch because I think uh, the NBA is becoming one of the, maybe the most popular sport in the, in the country. Yeah. Um, the WNBA is just not even close to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, attendance wise, uh, merchandise, just revenue in general, they're just not making what the NBA is. So like, look, I get, I get it, like the right. wage gap, but all these M- WNBA players coming out and saying what they're saying, like, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it because it's just there's not enough money there. You know what I mean? Like, there's only, you know, you can only get paid so much because mm-hmm. the league is getting paid so much. Now, it's interesting you brought up the point with the toll, you know, what the NBA is paying their players and, and WNBA because I didn't know that. Um, maybe that is something they can the, you know, renegotiating the CBA. However, I mean, you know, what are you looking at, like increase wise? You know, they so the top pick made fifty k. You said like, what are they? I mean, I guess it would be closer to. 
I guess players like I'm trying to think what like average players would make. Like you know, I guess they uh, would be like what does the average player in the NBA make? The WNBA. The WNBA. Uh, it did say. Uh, I think it said something. Like I would assume, like well, 30k maybe. I yeah, it's gotta um it's gotta be somewhere around there. Uh, maybe it's not in here that I was looking at. Uh. <laughs> I, I, uh, here, I actually did find a note that said, despite decreasing interest, uh, increased interest, the revenue hasn't filed. A WNBA spokesperson said the league has lost significant money every year of its 21-year history. Uh, a person familiar with the situation told Spurrier News the league expects to lose 12 million dollars in 2018, uh, which isn't helping this case. Uh, but then we have sales numbers that are apparently up. I can't find the average. Um, okay, I can't find it. So we'd have we'd have to look it up. But the fact of the matter is, look, the WNBA is is probably not is not making anywhere near the money that the NBA is. So they may not be able to afford uh, to pay the fifty percent that the NBA does. That being said, it's not like I'm against the idea. I it doesn't really, uh, you know, I it, it women are getting beaten up up there just as much as uh, CP3 was last night. So. <laughs> Um, it, it, they, they're, they're throwing their bodies out there, getting hurt, getting injured, you know, putting their body on the line um, for things and deserve to be paid for it, right? I'm not in their accounting department. I'm not a, a financial expert, but there is something to be said for it, and I'm not against it. If they came out tomorrow and said, okay, WNBA players are going to get similar contracts to guys like LeBron James and other uh, top NBA stars, awesome cool right it's just that i'm reporting this because there were a lot of wnba players who were coming out against this yesterday just because you know the elite prospects are making 125 grand and that the maximum veteran salary in the w oh i found it the uh, the g league uh is going to pay 125,000 to a handful of players the maximum veteran salary in the wnba is 115,500 dollars so, yeah, I can see why they're upset. I, I just, I'm curious how the WNBA even responds to this, or what, what are they even going to do? Can they do anything at all? Right. Again, I, I, I just, again, it's just unfortunately, it's just not like logical, like just with the money they make. Like I why? think, just isn't. Yeah, I think we can both, like, we can all agree here that, uh, yeah. like they should be, like, it, it should be paid. Yeah, it's just that they, it's it's literally impossible. Like with the money they make. Yeah, at, at least um, everything that we're reading says that. I'm not looking at all the numbers over here, uh, and, and able to make that distinction. Everything we're reading says it's like this. It's going to be hard to do. It should happen, but it's going to be very hard to accomplish. So, and I guess that means that the you know the WNBA is really going to have to. Uh, it might might I I would predict that they they cut get out of their CBA at the end of the month. Yeah, um, would, expires in a season, so we might now see, see now some with, fireworks. Now with this coming out, yeah, and and kind of reeling it back in to what we were talking about. I mean, um, you know, I I I think for uh like a college player, like or I keep saying college player. It's if they want to be in college. It would be a high school player coming out. Um, right. You know, I think this is enticing just for the money wise because it's kind of a kick not a kickstart like i said if if if, the, if these guys are coming to the g league 
Um, they're going to make the NBA because, again, they're elite prospects, or most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for the guys that some maybe fall off, like 125K from this, um, I think it's, it's a good alternative, at least, to college. Um, yeah, I it's it's it'll. I'm happy it exi- I am happy it exists. Uh, yeah, me too. And uh, and 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 on the other side of WNBA, I hope they figure something out as well. Um, and I'm sorry that they they you know they feel cheated for it. Uh, it just it, it, there's a lot of just it, the situational stuff is why this happened. I don't think it's a it's a sexist thing. It's it's yeah. just it yeah that's just kind of how the dice have rolled. Uh, yeah, it's just how it works. Like I said, just with the revenue that right. And I'm I'm happy they're I'm happy they're you know speaking their mind. But I I I wouldn't criticize the G League, right? I I don't know if I would criticize the G League. I would, I would criticize the company as a whole to, to figure something out. Um, on the same token, uh, you know something needs to be done about viewership and sales and 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 stuff like that. Like it's not making the money that it needs to for stuff like that. Um, the NBA is <laughs> right, and then some. So. <laughs> That's just me. I wanted to give it all to the tape because that was uh, what was popping up a lot when I was doing the research for this initially. Yeah, um, so I, I did want to bring that up. Yep. Yeah. So wanted to do that. Um, and we will wrap it up there, uh, real quick. And I want to go through this quick. <laughs> uh, me and Bobby are just gonna give our week seven predictions for the NFL, and then uh, hopefully, fucking Brendy will wake up for the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Brendy Brendy worked late last night. But... Yeah, I worked late. We, we we love him. We love him. We just but, like to bust uh, on him for this. But hopefully, I barely he... made it this morning. I would like to bring that up. Yeah, we woke <laughs> his ass up with a phone call. So, um, yeah, hopefully he gets his predictions up for the one o'clock games. But real quick, me and Bobby would just run through this. Uh, we're gonna start off with the Philadelphia Carolina game. Uh, this one I have is a close one. Um, I was kind of indecisive on this. Um, this game is in Philly. Uh. Carolina is currently 0-2 in the road right now. Uh, and for that alone, I just shook Philly because I could not differ between these teams. I think they're very similar. Uh, Philly is uh, dealing with some injuries right now, and uh, also they're just struggling this year. Uh, I'll go with a close one. I'll say 23-20 uh, Philly. Uh, and then, Bobby, you can go ahead with your pick. Yeah, so um, I weirdly have a little bit of a of – a... I have a bit of a shootout going on, just a tiny bit. Um, I have Philly winning 31-24. I'm with Tyler that I really can't differentiate these teams. They're, they're on similar trends this year. Um, but I, I do feel like it's starting to get their steam back a little bit. Um, so I think they're going to ride that wave. And Carolina uh, hasn't been consistent, really. Um, so I don't think they, they, they really have all the, all the power they need to kind of topple the Eagles. But... Uh, yeah, I can't really see a difference between these two teams in terms of trends and everything else. So I think I have Philly uh, going to take this one, especially at home, uh, 31-24. All right, uh, the next game we have on tap is the uh, Houston Texans visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this team, or this game, rather, um, could decide who is takes the lead in a, the AFC South, depending on the result of the um game this morning in London, which is currently led by uh, the Chargers uh, in the third quarter. Um, so this game is going to be interesting because uh, last week, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Jaguars, but they got absolutely Why? torched huh. by Dak Prescott. Um, yep. And that defense has not been the same as it has been in past. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, 
a lot of talk this offseason about all this other sports uh, stuff. A lot of talk. He's been fucking, you know, he hasn't been playing up to his standard. I think this could be, I just have a feeling like this is going to be like an ugly kind of game. Like there's going to be a lot of punts. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I have a feeling like that. Uh, I'm going to go low scoring here uh, just because I think both offenses are going to struggle. Um, <laughs> I'll say that and the final score will be like 40-39. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have the final being 21-13 Jacksonville. So um, I have Jacksonville winning 27-14. to 14. Uh, okay. For me, um, offensively, both these teams are lacking, right? Um, but I, I, I just have a feeling that I, I feel like Jacksonville's offense will have, if they're going to have a good game against anybody, it's going to be Houston, especially in a divisional matchup, um, like this, that has some big implications. Cause if, yeah, if the Titans lose, you know, the winner of this game, I think takes first place for right now. Um, but if not, it's a fight for a second place spot. So I, I kind of think they're going to turn up for this one. Uh, and Houston's really going to have to backpedal, and they're really not going to have any power to, to you know push back. So I have Jacksonville winning in uh, 27-14. And the last game we have is uh, New Orleans visiting Baltimore, and the defense that uh, <laughs> Baltimore has had this year has been insane. Uh, what was the stat, Bob? You said they've so uh, so far points. so far this season they've only had seventy seven points against them through six weeks. Right, so, which if you look at all the other stuff, you know, you're, all the other teams you're looking at, you know, one one ten, one twenty at, at the very like least. Uh, and then there's the Ravens that have been you know stopping. Uh, so, you know, they still lost games, but you know, yeah. it was still an interesting stat that I thought was uh, was uh, was cool and uh, worth the mention. So, saying that, you would think I'd have a prediction for a low-scoring game, but I do not. Uh, I think uh, Baltimore kind of gets uh, reality checked here by New Orleans. Um, now, the only question I have about this game, is, and this could be a huge factor, honestly, is that uh, Drew Brees uh, and the Saints—I mean, the Saints in general—offensively uh, sometimes struggle when they don't play in a dome. They're, you know home which is a dome uh the conditions here uh in the area and i believe down on baltimore is around 50 degrees and windy um it's going to be interesting uh you know and not that not that that's cold but uh compared to playing in a dome uh the conditions might change this but i just think it's going to be a reality check Uh, i have new orleans winning 31 to 10 um and that might be a hot take, but that's that's what I got. <laughs> uh, and Bobby, will uh, I'll get your prediction here. Um, I was Jesus. waiting. Yeah, I know. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, I actually have a low-scoring game for Tyler. Uh, I have uh, actually New Orleans winning twenty-one to seventeen. Uh, there is something to said about Baltimore's defense and and the, what they've accomplished so far in six weeks. However, New Orleans has been pretty pretty dangerous on the offensive side of things. Uh, as far as Baltimore's offense, Flacco's still able to throw, man. I mean, not not he's definitely not his prime anymore, but he's still decent, right? I mean, he, he's he's able to hit the mark when he can, um, and there's really uh, nothing to be said for uh, New Orleans defense. Um, but I definitely see this, you know, because they they both have these really weird flaws, both these teams, uh, just kind of going back and forth, you know, with punting. Uh, yeah. So I have a very 
very low scoring. I have 21-17. I think Breeze is going to hit his marks, and I think Kamara's just going to light it up a little bit. Um, so that's what I got. And we will end the show there. Again, we apologize. I don't I don't know how this show is compared to our other ones, but I did feel like we were a little bit we we're just, you know, a little tired. But uh, I, I think I think it was still a pretty good show. I think a lot of the topics we had this week are you know, stuff we kinda had a pretty good debate on. Mm. Um but again, if we were off, we apologize. We'll be back next week uh, for episode 11. Um, can do some housekeeping as usual. Uh, as Bobby mentioned last week, um, we are now on Spotify and Google Play. So if you are interested, uh, you can listen to us there instead of YouTube. But we will always be here on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm still working on uploading all the episodes. The only episode one is available on Spotify and Google Play right now. I am working on it. Um, I've been a bit behind recently. I, I, I did a monologue in uh, episode eight uh, saying how much I suck. So uh, uh, I'm going to get back on it. But once I finally get the time to sit down, I plan on uploading all the episodes and they'll be out shortly. So just keep an eye out for that. And then uh, once I get them all updated, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be able to keep uh, that will kind of be part of the, the, the post-production process is uploading to YouTube and also uploading to uh, our distribution service. Uh, and, I, and as I say that, I see Zach logging into Spotify, I believe. I, I don't know if he's going to listen to music or he's checking if the podcast is there. But, I was uh, checking if the podcast is there. Yeah, so I, I saw his Discord chat. I'm just trying changed. to find the page. Yeah, uh, and I, I look at it in the description, obviously, for those who are watching on YouTube. So uh, thanks so much for the support, as always. And yeah, again, sorry if we were a little off today. Uh, I'm a little scrambled, and I think we were a little all scrambled. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we tried. We did our best. I think we did okay. We had some good conversation. Uh, so, like I can ask for. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, as much as you say you suck, uh, we do appreciate your work. Cause, uh, oh, thank you. We, uh, I fucking, I couldn't do it. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, bullshit. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, as I always say, uh, if you liked the video, give it a like. Smash that motherfucking like button. Smash <laughs> that like button. Um, and we're saying this at the end of the episode, like normal people, because how you gonna know if you like it, if you like yeah. it before it starts? Yeah, well, you can't just be like, like the video, because like, you know, because like, you know, you gotta like what if it. I don't like it? Like it. Yeah. What if I don't like it? Do I dislike it? Yeah, we, all, we appreciate all viewership and engagement. Uh, hey, man, you give us a few. <laughs> Give us feedback about what we can make it better. Yeah, yeah. tell us uh, how to make this better. If you're interested uh, for updates from us, uh, please follow us on Twitter at Complay Network. Uh, Bernie's been doing a good job, good job there with social media. Um, and yeah, we will be back next week for episode 11. Uh, hopefully we get some good topics and hopefully we're all here and accounted for and uh, we can, we can kind of get back on track. But either mm -hmm. way, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.